On this initial episode of the Pullman Proud Podcast, I sit down with Linda Infranco. She's the executive director of the Pullman Regional Hospital Foundation. It's a timely sit-down since the foundation is hosting its annual gala early next month. But it also gives us the chance to discuss other foundation initiatives and the good that philanthropy brings. Hi, my name is Brandon Chapman. You can just call me Chappie. I choose to live in Pullman because I love Pullman. The city is far from perfect, but it's been perfect for my family and me. On this podcast, I interview people because behind every business, organization, cause, or initiative is a person who works tirelessly to make this community the way it is. It's a person who helps make me Pullman proud. The Pullman Proud Podcast is brought to you by Sprouse Real Estate, where passion meets expertise. Meet Shiloh and Abigail Sprouse. Hello, I'm Shiloh. And I'm Abigail. Team Sprouse is a dynamic and successful married team of agents who uniquely blend dedication, attention to detail, and extensive knowledge for every client they serve. Licensed in both Washington and Idaho, send them an email, teamsprousrealestate at gmail.com. We thank Team Sprouse for their dedication to Pullman and for their sponsorship of this podcast. And back on the Pullman Proud Podcast, I'm your host, Brandon Chapman, and I'm so excited today because I'm joined by Linda and Franco, the Executive Director of the Hospital Foundation here, Pullman Regional Hospital. Linda, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Brandon, for having me. Uh, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited about something coming up, which I've been to multiple times. And uh, as you know, I told you before, it just depends on some family trips coming up. But the uh, the 17th annual gala is coming up, and it's going to be Saturday, February 3rd at the SEL Event Center, which we've hosted it there many years. It's a great space. It's a big space, right, which which is uh, very helpful here in Pullman. And um, and this year, like like other years, it, it goes to support the highest needs in Pullman. So why would you be talking about this? Because you're the executive director of the foundation, and uh, and you are in charge of all of these philanthropic efforts. You and your team have done a great job supporting the hospital. And uh, so I would love to talk to you today on the Pullman Proud podcast about the gala and what are the highest needs uh, that we're talking about for this year. Yeah, thanks so much, Brandon, and uh, really, really excited that the gala is coming up in just a few short weeks. It's hard to believe that February 3rd is around the corner, so I just look forward to seeing everybody there and celebrating with us, and uh, yeah, so proceeds from this year's gala will be directed to our patient care expansion project. So in 2022, the Pullman community approved a $27.5 million bond to expand uh, patient care in our region. So this expansion project is a 45 to $50 million, five-year-plus phased uh, project that includes a remodel, uh, an expansion, uh, a new medical office building on campus, and it will be funded primarily through the bond, um, grants, hospital operations, financing, and of course, philanthropy. So what's really exciting about the expansion is that it's centered around uh, the patient experience and access to flexible patient care spaces called uh, universal care units. So these universal care units will allow for quicker rooming um, of a patient and give more flexibility to accommodate for surges in emergency, uh, in post-procedure recovery and observation. So uh, overall, the hospital expansion is really delivering on the promises that were made to the community and to our patients. So um, more to come on all of this. We'll, we'll share a lot more at the gala. 
Uh, but we also have the most up-to-date information on our website uh, at pullmanregional.org slash expansion. Okay. So really, really excited. Let me see if I understand this universal. I, I wasn't planning on talking to you about this specifically, but the universal care uh, units or rooms or whatever you, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, so... So logistically, let's say somebody is uh, needs a specific procedure uh, in in right now, I guess, or in, in the days of yore or whatever. So you're like, you know, we don't have any beds for this. We've got these other rooms, but they're not suited for this, right? Maybe these are, uh, you know, for, I don't know, uh, you're going to have an appendectomy in this room. <laughs> and these rooms are for something else, like uh, delivering a baby. And these rooms are for something completely different. Uh, are, is what this um, intended to do to say, okay, but because they're all set up, we, we modify, we tweak something here, and now, boom, you can do a whole thing right here with this room. And by the way, uh, this room, it covers everything as well. So there's no waiting. There's, uh, or very little waiting. There's the ability to just get in and get your stuff done a lot faster. Is Am I hearing that basically overall correctly? Well, I, I would say that the universal care unit is really addressing the trend from inpatient to outpatient. Okay. And so, you know, we are a critical access hospital. We have a 25-bed maximum uh, for inpatient care. So, again, the universal care, care units will um, address uh, the use of those rooms. And, again, just really... Um, uh, meeting the needs of the growing community and accommodating for the different surges uh, that might happen on a particular day or a particular month or, you know, in emergency care and, and, surgical, and surgical care. There, again, there is information about the Universal Care Unit on the, expense, uh, the expansion webpage. I think a lot of people will have some uh, uh, questions around that because it seems like a new concept. Um, so that's about all that I know right now around the universal care unit concept. But again, more information is found on the webpage, and and we'll be un, you know un, unrolling uh, or revealing a lot more about it uh, over time. Yeah, it sounds like an um, a logistical, intellectually superior concept mm -hmm. to me. To hey, let's be efficient and let's give people the access they they need. By the way, uh, let me just say that you're good at marketing because you've. You've uh, drawn people to the website multiple times, of right? Of course, you, <laughs> yes. You mentioned that, so that's a really important thing because the information is there and accurate, and and uh, I think that's uh, wonderful. So, so if the this year's highest needs are that, I just would love for some examples. Uh, it doesn't have to be exhaustive over the 17 years of the gala, but what are some examples of other highest needs that? you know, that have been uh, been met through the gala. And, and the only one that I can always think of is the, the residency, medical residency program, uh, because those are ones that I've been at. And I feel, I feel very passionate about that. Like, um, I, I know that when my family came here, we felt very grateful to get a really good family med medical doctors. Uh, Dr. Steve Hall has been our doctor. He's been fantastic. And I've always worried about being able to bring in more doctors. And I know that the research shows that people practice medicine where they close to where they do their residency, if not in the same place. And so um, this has been something that I felt was important, not just for my family, but for the community. So um, that's the only thing I have to go off of in terms of my recollection. And I'm sure you can speak to maybe, uh, you know, a couple things that have been the highest needs of those years. Sure, and you're right, the family medicine residency uh, uh, program was the highest need uh, f for two years, so in 2020 and, and in 2022. 
We were also raising me, uh, money for our electronic, uh, electronic medical record, um, the Palouse Heart Center. Uh, back in 2017, our highest need was around the expansion of same-day services. So just a variety of needs and services uh, where we were raising money for those areas uh, that really benefited those areas uh, through philanthropy and, and funds raised at the gala. So yeah, just really excited again this year to uh, raise money around the expansion project. Last year, uh, our highest need was around the fifth OR in the post-anesthesia care unit. Um, so just continuing uh, to raise money to, to support what we need here at our hospital. So I think my wife and I, we, we pair each other well. I'm more yeah. gregarious, outgoing. She's very lovely, very nice, but she's more reserved. So when we go to the gala, I love like going around and mingling with everybody. She likes all the examples of the technology that we have because she also works in surgery. So she nerds out in that room yeah, <laughs> and I'm out great. with everybody else. So, and then at some point we look at our watches and oh, I should probably go find my spouse, right? That's, that's the gala to us. But uh, for somebody who's never been there before, what can they expect? Because obviously I've just revealed that there's a space where new technology is shown. And, but from the time that they get there, they come in the door, uh, what can they expect at the gala? Yeah, so the, the gala really is a night of elegance, but it's also a night of celebration. So when people ask me, you know, what can I expect at the gala? It really is a time where we're celebrating what we've already accomplished, but then also celebrating our vision for what's to come in the future. So it's a really important time for all of us to also recognize the generosity of our donors and acknowledging the impact uh, that they've made through their engagement and, and investment to Pullman Regional. So again, it's just an opportunity for all of us to come together, socialize, you know, maybe see friends and neighbors who we haven't seen in a long time, uh, come together, network, eat good food, you know, um, have some, some good beverages and celebrate this amazing hospital that we have here in our community. So we'll have a wine and beer tasting. We'll have a, a, a great carving station catered by Fork in the Road. Uh, we're going to have a heartwarming patient story. And then, of course, lots of music and dancing in the end. So, I, again, I would just encourage everybody, if they haven't been to one, come this year and, and witness it for yourself. There's always a heartwarming story, by the way. All you got to do is put the soft music to it, and yeah. it just, yeah, absolutely. I also wondered when you said have a good beverage, but you got to it. You said the wines and the beers will be there. So That's well, right. Let me, what is your beverage of choice, if I may ask? What is mine? Oh, we are working. Oh, so, well, you know. I am working. So when I'm working, I tend not to indulge in my, in my beverage of choice. But when I'm at an event, yeah. a nice glass of... Pinot Grigio, oh, Sauv Blanc, oh my. you know. Okay. Just. So it is an elegant event until I show up, uh, basically. <laughs> you need to come. I, need I've to absolutely come. loved it. Again, the so you mentioned 2020 and 2022 as years for the residency. That's why it stood out to me because those were the last two years I went. Okay. Right? I love the dance floor. Okay. And I'm not somebody who really is a dancer. Uh, certainly, I don't know that anyone wants to watch me dance, but I let loose out on the dance floor and I have a good time and I did see some of the pictures from that. My wife loved seeing that, you know, that we were on the, the website uh, after and it was just a lot of fun. So I think my wife likes it because I actually do dance. I mean, uh, look, we're, we're all busy during the day, right? So many of us, we're working inside the home, we're working outside the home, we have 
other commitments. We have busy lives. So if we're able to take one night mm -hmm. and just celebrate, uh, you know, Pullman Regional Hospital, see our friends, and then get on the dance floor mm -hmm. and just... Have I've never fun. seen Sam Dial let Why loose uh, as much as on the dance floor. So there you go. It's great. It's great. It's um, fun. Oh, well, that's yeah. wonderful. And and the Boy Scouts don't valet park your car, right? I mean, I want to make sure that your car is going to be safe, right? Your it's, car will okay. be safe. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. We I don't. We haven't had the Boy Scouts you valet our cars. You don't yet, have to take that. But bait, you know, by we can look way. into that, Brandon. I just remember being a Boy Scout one time, and we valeted some cars. And let's just put it this way: it didn't turn out very well. Uh, you also mentioned the good food, having good food, and. Uh, I've always experienced good food, but it is a little different this year. You said there's a buffet, so instead of the normal plated dinner, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of options and, uh, you know, maybe a significant amount of food for somebody who, rather than pack away a, a wine, they want to eat a little bit more. Absolutely. So come hungry. Come with an appetite. Uh, like I said, Fork in the Road is will be uh, uh, catering it. It will be a served buffet with carving stations. Um, Beer and wine Love tasting a featuring a Paradise Creek Brewery, Coulter's Creek, Five Star Cellars. So, yeah, That's lots amazing. to indulge in. Yeah, and now, good desserts, too. Oh, there's always good desserts. Yeah. Uh, it had been a while since I saw Stephanie Pierce, and when I came in, I saw that she was here, uh, Director of Annual Giving, and um, she's somebody that I always see at the gala and puts a tremendous amount of time into the gala. But talk about your team and the... You know, the good work that goes on behind the scenes uh, and what does it take to just like bring something like this together? Because it's not it's no small event. It's no small event. And I think anybody who puts on an event of any size knows how much work uh, goes into it. And so I first um, and foremost want to acknowledge Stephanie Pierce, uh, my colleague, director of annual giving here at the foundation, who does an amazing job, amazing. Uh, an amazing job with all of the details, all of the logistics. Uh, the programming, just all of it from soup to nuts in, in uh, making this event a successful one year after year after year. And then with Stephanie, you know, uh, are the gala committee members who show up every week and roll up their sleeves and they get to work, right? So um, it's, it's, you know, Stephanie, the gala committee members, our sponsors uh, who commit, you know, to sponsoring the event every year for us, our marketing team who does an, an amazing job promoting uh, the event for us, and of course, you know, the foundation team here. So Stephanie, uh, Derek, Becky, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a community of people who come together um, to make this one of the best events of the year. And so I just want to thank all of them and our board members, right, who just work tirelessly um, to make this the best that it can be. And so just, I, I appreciate the hard work of everybody and um, you know, and it's not just the night of, and then you wake up on Sunday morning and yeah. it's, it's done, right? There's so much follow-up and just closing everything and wrapping everything up. So mm -hmm. again, it extends, you know, even a few year, a few weeks beyond uh, the event uh, before it's officially closed, and sure. then we're already planning for next year. So um, I believe that, yeah, and, yeah. and I know. So here's how I know that that's that's true is because. Uh, you know, when an event's done and you just decide, okay, I'm done, thank goodness, it's over, uh, then what happens is the next year doesn't really get any better. And I've seen that it, it seems to get better. Well, that usually is because after the event, those two weeks, you actually have the meetings, the postmortem, you discuss what, what went well, what, what maybe didn't go well, or what, 
what was okay, but would it be even better if, you know, next time? And, and then it, it really, you've got a plan. And then even if you do take a small break uh, or don't work as intensively, those go very well into that next year. Like that to me is pretty evident that you're spending the time right after and that shows fruit later. That's right. right, right. So that's amazing. I, I'm glad that, um, you know, you know, I will say this about the marketing. Uh, here's how I know marketing is doing the job on the gala because there's no way you can't find out about this. Right. That's right. Whether you go or you can't go, uh, I've I've received things in the mail. I've received the emails. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not spam. Social media. No, because yeah. they they seem to do a really good job of doing the right message at the right time in the right way. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I think they're doing their job, and and the brand awareness is is there on the gala. So yeah, kudos to everybody. Excellent. Kudos to them I agree as well. with you. Yes, and I and geez, I I. Thank them so much yeah. for the work that they do. It's a partnership and one yeah. that we really, really value. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's not just this. It, um, it is. Uh, it includes the other events that you do. And and one of the questions I wanted to ask was was around um, all of the events you do because you're not putting all of this philanthropic effort that you do into one event. You have multiple events. I'd love to talk about two of the main ones. I'd love to talk about the golf tournament, um, which I'm terrible at, and and also the fifth quarter rally. Please tell me about those because I think they make a huge difference here to our community. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. So yeah, other events include the Golf Classic. So that also supports the hospital's highest needs. We do have the reputation of it being the most fun golf tournament on the Palouse. I've done other ones, uh, it is the most really fun. we really do have fun, <laughs> yes. So we're always, um, and and we always have perfect golf weather. So it's yes. you know July, who doesn't want to be on the Palouse in July, right? I mean, it's just a great time of year. So I don't want to um, be on the Palouse some Decembers or Januaries when there's, you know, but July, but oh, July. I love it. I'm a sun guy. I should be living in Arizona, truthfully, but, but I love it. It's perfect golf weather. Yes, yeah. So more information about the golf tournament is also on our website. So um, uh, take a look there. And then you're right, Brandon, we have our fifth quarter rallies. So that supports our regional high school athletic training program. Um, and that's a program that started um, from the vision of Dr. Tingstead. So we have certified athletic trainers at four of our regional high schools in uh, Colton, Palouse, Potlatch, and Pullman. And so these athletic trainers are on site at the high schools uh, to rehabilitate, um, assess, treat sports-related injuries at no cost to the families. So this is a program that we're really, really proud about. It shows the partnership that we have with the community. Uh, the athletic trainers are just awesome. I mean, they're more, they're athletic trainers and role models and leaders uh, for those students. So the students really have just um, an even larger support group uh, at their schools and in their lives. So in addition to you know their teachers and administrators and parents, they have the athletic trainers who are there to also you know talk to them and, and be those role models that we all need. So the fifth quarter rally takes place every year in August. Uh, the past several years, it's, it's been at the Red Barn Farms in Colton. Uh, our board member, uh, Ty Meyer, and his wife Kay uh, host it for us um, out at their place, and it's an extraordinary venue. Um, last August, we raised uh, about $82,000 uh, for the athletic training program. Really proud about that. So again, that will happen in August. Uh, check the webpage um, for more details as we get uh, closer to that event. But again, really, really proud of that partnership and uh, looking forward to 
more successful events this this year around golf and fifth quarter. And so it's fun. And who doesn't like to go to an event in yeah. a barn? I was going to say, mean, and obviously, so if the weather is good in July, it's also good in it's August. It's also great like, in August. That's right. You know, out in Colton Uniontown, because that, that's where you mentioned, um, I, I told you this before, but Kai Shashiki is an athletic trainer out with the, the high school there in, in Colton. And and uh, when we moved here to Pullman, he was our next door neighbor. He and Mia uh, were just great neighbors. And Kai has done nothing for years but speak very highly of the program. And the, and he the, his love for the kids is, is evident. He wants them to succeed. He wants to obviously help them get back on the field, pitch, court, whatever it may be, uh, rink. No, we don't have a rink in Colton, uh, Uniontown, but, uh, well, they probably do have a body of water somewhere that's frozen over in the winter. But uh, but he not only wants them to, to be able to get back out there, and he's helping them, but he wants them to just succeed, and I think he sees the big picture. And he has said that this, this fifth quarter rally is amazing. He said that he loves athletic training. So in terms of ambassadorship of this, I've heard it not just from the Hospital Foundation, which is supposed to be talking about a fundraiser event, but like from the ground level, like somebody yes. who's seen it like firsthand. And that to me is so meaningful, right? And so I just, I, I thought I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, that that an actual athletic trainer that takes part in in this has said this is amazing. Oh yeah, and Kai is awesome. And awesome. it's funny because when I, when I talk to Kai about his experience as, as a trainer in Colton, you know, he has students who he helped years ago who he still um, is in touch with today. So they'll call him if they have some sort of injury, you know, he's their, mm -hmm. their go-to person. So again, those relationships are just really, really important. And that's all part of, you know, what this program is all about. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard from students who had classes that he taught uh, in athletic training with the College of Education on campus and they didn't necessarily have him as their athletic trainer in high school, but even whether it's classroom or on the field, they said, oh, he made a huge difference in, in my ability to see the, the whole picture on athletic training. And it's not, it's not just ankle taping, you know? And I know that that's a very derogatory image that they're trying to get away from, just a cliche image, because it is a, a personal relationship, you know, that they have in athletic training. And, and uh, it's, it's a very vulnerable position that, that a lot of these high school athletes are in. And, and, and of course, fiscally for families, I think you mentioned, I mean, it's very important, right, to be able to, to give them these opportunities. So I, I just think it's wonderful. It's a, it's a great thing to raise money for. Uh, and again, you mentioned it, it's in a barn in August. So that's a barn great. in August. <laughs> it's so fun. And, and the one other thing I want to add about the uh, regional high school athletic training program is that uh, it is, uh, it does fast track uh, student athletes who need to be seen uh, at, at our uh, orthopedic center of excellence. And they can also, you know, if they um, need to see Dr. DeFleming or Dr. Uh, Dr. Fisher, you know, if they have a tooth knocked out or, uh, or Dr. Uh, Goodrich, um, his, their office. So they are partners who are um, part of this program with us. So I just want to acknowledge that as well. Yeah, I, I remember doing the um, the golf one July and I was on Scott Adams' team. He was, yeah. you know, still uh, at the hospital as the CEO. And and uh, I spent so much time fishing my ball out of the water or out of the rough or whatever. And Scott, of course, is one of the most gracious individuals you will ever meet. He never said a, 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 a bad word about it because, you know, in that it was a scramble and we always took the best ball anyway. I was never the best ball. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so what, what about, I think this is a really important, you mentioned getting involved. And 
Um, and with philanthropy, with financial donations, um, I mean, there's, there is a need to fund these, these amazing programs, right? Whether it's athletic training, whether it's the you know, medical residency, whether it's the um, universal uh, care units. Care unit. mm -hmm. um, but not everybody is in a place financially that they can give right now, right, to do this. Uh, whether or not they have a spirit of giving, whether or not they're willing to, you know, put you into their estate plan or whatever, maybe right now they're not necessarily in a position. So how can somebody get involved if they're not in that position to, to give good currency, like straight cash right now? That's a great question, Brandon, and I'm so glad you asked because there are so many ways that people can get involved and support uh, the important work that we do at the foundation. And so I would encourage people who just want to learn more about what we're doing uh, to contact us. I love, why I love doing what I do in fundraising uh, is building those relationships with people in the community and people who support uh, what we're wanting to do. So everybody has a great story. So mm -hmm. I, I just get a thrill, you know, meeting new people and learning more uh, about them. And I, you know, through that, I learn more about myself, right? So I would just encourage people to, you know, contact us if they want to learn more, but also, you know, follow us on, on social media, you know, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram, follow us there, sign up for our e-newsletter, um, be an advocate for what we're doing. I mean, if, if, you know, this is our hospital, this is my hospital, this is your hospital, this is, this is our regional hospital. And so be an advocate for it, be a connector. You know, if you know somebody mm -hmm. who may have an interest in the athletic training program, may have an interest in our expansion project, may have an interest in wanting to support the residency program or learning more about one, they may want to be an ambassador uh, for the residency program let us know, right? So be a connector. Um, there are so many ways, and, and each of them are so important, you know, for us to really raise the bar on quality health care. So again, they're, they're, you can be a volunteer at an event. Um, you, if you're interested in maybe serving on a board, just let us know, you know, how do you want to be involved? Or if you just want to, you know, get a taste of, of what we do. There's just an array of, of ways that we can do that. So um, our door is always open, mm -hmm. and we just want to be a really, really good resource uh, for the community. And so, yeah, I, again, I, I welcome that, and I welcome people to, to contact me. Now I'm going to ask something along those lines that I, I feel is going to be seen as a leading question, and I think I know the answer to this. Sometimes it's not, I have no money, uh, I, but maybe I have a little bit of money. And... And so, put a pot, put a pin right there. I got a, I got a, uh, an invitation to give once to a political candidate. I got the little card. You know, this is very important. Help give. And there was a five thousand dollars slot. This is just a political candidate. One thousand five hundred or other. It said. And I'm like, you know, I've got. It's not that I won't give. It's just I've got forty bucks. That's what I can give. And I got to put it in that other category. To me, it felt like, well, these are the important ones that we want, and other. This is all on me, I'm sure. It wasn't on them, but I felt like, nah, they're not going to care about this. It's 40 bucks, right? But let's say somebody, it's not that they can't give, but they say, you know, I, I can give 100 bucks. I can give 100 bucks to the athletic training program. It's not a lot. 
do you guys frown on 100 bucks? Do you guys judge them for 100 bucks? Never, never, never. Do you judge them never, for 20 never. bucks? No, I if don't somebody judge. somebody gave five bucks. Brandon, put it this way. See, I knew we the answer all, to this question. We are, people work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, people may not have the discretionary uh, income to do much more than donating a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Every bit matters. Um, collectively, I don't want to get emotional here, but you know, the impact of people's giving at any amount really, really matters. And so I don't care if somebody gives 25 cents, $25, 25,000, um, it all matters because it's, it's, it's coming from um, their passion uh, for the cause and I want it to be meaningful to them. So when, when people give to the hospital, it has to be uh, a meaningful gift to them. And then we share with them the impact of that gift, right? And that's, um, that's really where, I mean, the meaning and the meaning behind it uh, comes from when people see the difference that they're making uh, with the gift uh, that they've made, uh, it really, really does matter. And so, um, again, it's the generosity of this community. This community is incredible. And I've been living in Pullman now for 24 years. Uh, and this past year, I just celebrated my one-year anniversary with the Hospital Foundation. And I am truly overwhelmed by the, the generosity of the people who live here. People care about this community. Um, and it is an honor, honestly, for me to be in the role that I'm in. And so... Everybody's support uh, is valued and appreciated. And I just, I just want to convey that because I am not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I never have been a salesperson. You don't come across as one? It's not, it's not what I do. I want people to give because they believe in the cause and they're passionate about it in some way. And, and they, want to, they want to make a difference in their community. And we all want to have a, a great hospital uh, you know, where we live. And so um, I just want it to be more of a transformational experience than a transactional experience. Mm -hmm. That's what really, really matters to me. Uh, and it's about the relationship building. You know, it's about getting to know the people in our community and the people who support what we're doing, uh, building on those relationships and building on the trust. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's, that's what's really, really important to me um, is just making sure that uh, people feel like they're partners in what we're trying to achieve together. Um, and then all, the, you know, the rest of it comes. The money comes, you know, but it's about building the relationship, building the trust, telling our story. Um, and if, you know, if it resonates with people in some way, great. And then we just go from there. I, like I said, I, I knew what the answer would be. Yeah. I didn't mean to make it sound like a leading question. I, I mean, I felt good about giving my 40 bucks to the political candidate. I don't think they gave two hoots about the 40 bucks, but I knew, I knew, like for the Hospital Foundation, I knew it would matter. Yes. No matter what that amount was. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I don't think this this would have to be a, a religious statement to say that um, I've always been inspired by the story of the widow's might, right? It's what you have, and it's something that I feel strongly about, and so therefore I'm going to give, right? 
And I knew, I knew if somebody mailed you a dollar, you'd be uh, probably very uh, taken aback by that, right? So I appreciate- And you thank, 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 and thank, because again- You knew it mattered. It matters. And it's what people, again, everybody works hard. And um, whatever amount that they feel, you know, they're ready to make at that time, Mm -hmm. it is so appreciated by all of us, not just by me, but by the entire team. And and, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about my (laughs) colleagues at the hospital. This is an amazing place. And the commitment that people have here to an exceptional, um, to exceptional healthcare, to providing the best patient experience, it, yeah, it's just apparent. And again, I'm just honored to be here and grateful uh, to be part of this team and, 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 you know, and this organization. Let me ask you, I've got two more questions. One, because congratulations on, on making it a year here. Um, what led you to this point? Like, how did you come to the hospital? What's uh, a, just a brief description of your career path? Yeah, so I've been in fundraising for over two decades. Um, Higher ed at Washington State University. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs uh, and Go Beavs. I always got to throw that out there. Just, again, that was another amazing experience, and I learned so, so much about philanthropy and fundraising and all of it. And um, uh, I don't know. I just started thinking about, you know, healthcare fundraising. Like, what is that all about? And uh, I think I'm ready to, to just kind of explore you know, what that means. And my son is, is a student at WSU. He's a pre-med student, and he would come home and share all of uh, these bits of information about medicine and, and, um, and science, and it just got me thinking about, about healthcare fundraising. And so the opportunity opened up, uh, and I applied. Um, and, you know, fortunately, they picked me. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I think we're very fortunate as well. I, I feel like anybody who does a good job um, should probably, even if they're doing great, should probably set the organization up to have success when they leave. Scott Adams did an amazing job taking it from where it was to where it is. Uh, had he done a poor job, then then his predecessor, Matt Forge, could not have come in day one and picked up the ball and moved forward because you got to clean up messes first, right? Uh, I thought when Ruben was here, I thought he did an amazing job in so many, so many ways. Uh, I think a credit to that is that you're able to come in, pick that ball up, and then keep moving forward. Um, so I think Thank we you. are actually the ones that have been blessed to have you in this spot. Thanks, Brandon. Okay, I didn't tell you I was going to throw you this, but this is the Pullman Proud podcast. So let me end on this. What makes you Pullman Proud? Oh, the people. The people. Um, this is a special community. Um, and I've learned uh, this past year, I've met so many people in this community and there's so much happening here that so, so many of us might not even know about, right? There's, there are a tremendous amount of entrepreneurs and artists and scientists and medical professionals and researchers and um, just so many different talents and skills that make this community vibrant um, and just a, 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 a place that I'm so proud to call home. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's the relationships and it's the people. All those amazing people here in Pullman, plus me. <laughs> oh, you are. 
<laughs> you are awesome, Brandon. Thanks uh, for thank all you. that you do. I appreciate uh, that for for our community. Yeah. Really, I just I feel very strongly about community, and we chose to come back here. I mean, uh, it was not, and, and I've told my boss this is not. This is uh, he knows this. I did not look to come to WSU and end up in Pullman. I, I actually knew I wanted to move to Pullman with our kids, and then we started looking for a job uh, on this location. So uh, love Pullman. And uh, in, you know, in a past life when I was involved in some city uh, political things, uh, I remember saying Pullman, is, it's far from perfect, but it's been perfect for us. I really feel that way. And, and uh, our shortcomings, and there they are many, right? That's, that's what we do. We work toward improving those. And I think the people are fantastic. So that's why we're here. I've told my wife, if, if WSU ever wises up and fires me, I'll sell plasma <laughs> to stay here. That's, that's the, the honest truth on that. So We're lucky there. you're here. Ah, I appreciate that. We're lucky you're here. Uh, well, the Pullman Proud Podcast, Linda and Franco, the executive director of the foundation, a phenomenal job in that role, even more phenomenal human being. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Brandon. This was great. Really enjoyed talking with you. I thank you so much for listening to the Pullman Proud Podcast. What makes you Pullman Proud? Would you like to be on the podcast? Or do you know someone who you think would be a great guest? Email me, pullmanproud at gmail.com. Now let's all do something today to make our community even better.